the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome to Black and Right with John Anthony. I am Verlon Galloway, sitting here with my guy, Dennis Rebelletti, the prosecutor. And uh, I and Dennis, we made a deal. We're going to switch places every hour. I got to open up because I can only open this show up the way I'm going to do. He wouldn't do it this way. Second hour is going to be about politics. But I want to get it started. I want, and he played my music right off the bat. I'm gonna start some trouble. But before I do that, I got to talk about what the host of this show is doing right now. He's doing something that more fathers. I'm, I'm gonna start it out that way. More fathers in the United States of America should do, especially black fathers, because we're the highest rated out of the home. John Anthony is escorting his daughters to the father daughter dance at school. That's, that's most important conservatives. We always talk about family. Well, the first step is to be there, to be there as a father. Too many women taking on this burden should be more fathers in the home doing what John's doing right now. And I hate to go from that to what I want to talk about, but I have to, we're going to talk about crime, but, we got to talk about the root causes of crime. But first off, I want to give a fond farewell to a woman that was well-intended. She tried to do right. She had good intentions. Kim Fox. She did a lot good that I don't think she gets credit for. You know, growing up the way she did, seeing what she saw, a lot of people can't empathize with what she had to do, the burden that she had on her shoulders. So she tried to reimagine and come at the law in a different way because she saw the law being put upon her community and others heavy-handed. So I just want to say she's a beautiful woman and a good woman, and I know she'll land on her feet somewhere and do the most good. And I want to name some of the good things that she did. You know, No Cash Bell was her baby. I know a lot of other people want to kind of like take credit for it, but I know people helped her with it, like Ricky Hendon and uh, Willie Wilson. But that was her baby, No Cash Bell. She saw people languishing behind bars for 200 bucks. You know, she did the research, and she, she saw it, and she tackled it. And she got, got it in the bill. The governor signed it. Now it's No Cash Bell. 
and I and I and I'm touch, I don't I don't want to hear the fear mongering. I do not see any difference as far as bad when it comes to no cash bail. I know a few guys right now that they end up running into some trouble, and guess what? They got remanded. They're not being let out at all. And as far as crime, you can't put that on her. Crime was there before she got there. Back in here in Washington day, we had 2,000 murders. Today we got under 1,000. So you can't, you can't put that burden on her. She just saw, you know, discrepancies, and she tried to tackle them. Let me tell you something else that she did. She shined, she shined a, a light on bad policing. Bad policing. She took it on. And, and she was and she was and the police department had laid off. You don't see a lot of crazy killings going on around Chicago since she's been a mayor as far as police killings. You haven't heard about any in the news, have you? you used to. So I think that she did pretty good. And I'm gonna tell you something else that she did. She took on Lori Lightfoot, the Anjanette Young case. She said bad policing. And it made the city look bad. Lori Lightfoot had to have a meeting with Kim Fox. And she told Kim Fox, you know, you, you, you making me look bad by, by saying that you know, I'm not, I'm not governing the city. Right. And she said, well, I'm not, I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about the city. You know, like what Lori Lightfoot told her, I am the city. So, you know, Lori Lightfoot had a God complex, but Kim Fox took on the fight. Where need it be? And I, I think she did. I think she did all right. You know, she just had, you know, the powers to be to come at her every which way and put her in a bad light. You know, a couple of things happened that, you know, she didn't she didn't really want to prosecute a few people here or there. But it's her discretion. I've always said I don't judge prosecutors or judges. It's their discretion. If you don't like how they imply the law, take away their discretion. What do you say, Dennis Rebelletti, the prosecutor? Well, it's nice to be here on WCPT. Um, <laughs> I, I almost had to get up off of my chair, and, and, and I thought I was at the wrong radio station for a few minutes. But thanks, Verlon, for, for uh, that wonderful introduction. Um, I thought you'd have a couple minutes of silence to talk about Kim Fox's success rates on crime. And Democrats like to use the term reimagine. So... If you want to reimagine something, what you do is you basically take it, you rip out its guts, flip it upside down, and then you try to build something out of it. So I would submit to you is that um, when you let the left control things, they cannot help themselves. They implement no cash bail. So as I talked about last week, in a couple weeks ago in Elmhurst, there were uh, car thieves that stole a semi-truck. And they ended up ditching that truck in Barrington. And they already had electronic monitoring on. Why? Because you can't hold a car thief because it's a nonviolent crime unless you're racing the car 120 miles away, um, 120 miles an hour. And then they ended up getting released from DuPage County on another electronic monitoring because you can't detain them because they're not a danger to the community. They're only a danger to property. And obviously it only matters if it's your property or when your insurance rates go up. Uh, I think that's why you see a bunch of quote unquote conservatives 
getting involved in the state's attorney's race. I think that people, as I drive to University of Chicago every other day and I see the Clayton Harris signs proudly showing in Hyde Park, that that wonderful socialist bastion over there by the lake, um, we know it's time for a change. You need somebody that has experience, like uh, the former judge and prosecutor, uh, Ms. Burke O'Neill or O'Neill Burke. You need somebody that actually cares to do the job. And you're right, Verlon. There's something called discretion. And you tell me that prosecutors have it, and then you tell me that judges have it. So you had to pass a law to take away discretion. So that's interesting because that's something that's called control. Because the General Assembly could always know more about what's going on in the world from their uh, bird's eye view in Springfield versus any courtroom uh, in the 102 counties throughout our state. Um, you're right. Uh, the shootings are down, and you can't, um, Chicago police can't chase anybody anymore. Uh, Kim Fox is the person who uh, is allegedly behind the legislation to allow uh, police to never make a traffic stop again. That bill was filed. So if you're for less criminal enforcement, don't even have a state's attorney. Don't call any crime in. Don't have police. Just police yourselves and, see, 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 and you let don't, government take things you over. Just, you just want to keep the same old, same old going. It wasn't working before Kim Fox. Don't try to put that at the feet of Kim Fox. It's always going to be crime. It's always going to be carjacking until we get to the root causes, my friend. Right. The, the root, root causes, causes gangs. No, the root causes is poverty, drugs, people getting high on drugs. We, we, we have a worse drug problem now that we did back then. Right. Because you have an open border. Well, well, we can get to all that, but. Like I said, until you can get to what ails the human heart, you're not going to stop any of it. So I, 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 I don't, I don't want to hear it's Kim Fox's fault or it's the mayor's fault, whatever. They're just trying to come at it in a different way because the same old same is not working. Like I said, in Harold Washington days and back in the 70s and the 80s, you had more murders than you do now. So, I, so you know, miss me with that. We, we, we got to find a different way of going about tackling crime, you know, and that's, that's just the way it is. I mean, right. you, you can quote the numbers all you want. Everybody should get the justice that like Jesse Smollett did. I mean, you uh, just, you don't prosecute, you take care of the Obama friends. And then when the average person comes in, they would never get What that. does Obama got to do with it? Because what does Jesse Smollett with a prank call has to do with it? That has nothing to do with carjackings, oh, murders, stop. and drugs. Oh, see? See, we about to get it on. WCPT. Call in. 312-642-5600. We're coming up on the break. I know John's out there dancing it up. Keep on dancing, my friend. We'll be right back right after this. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM 560. The answer. Welcome back to WCPT Black and Left Radio. I'm Dennis Rebeletti, your co-host for today. I'm with Verlon Galloway. It's opposite day here on uh, WIND Radio AM 560. John is doing what all fathers should do, spending time with his children. And being a parent and a father is probably the most important job that a man will ever have. Um, the other is to raise their children right. 
and to respect authority. But under Kim Fox's world and the Democrat world and the progressive world and the socialist world, the victim is always the criminal. And there's always a root cause we can just get to if we can find some more money. The one thing we have is more dead policemen. And I think about Ella French as this trial is going on and her partner who was left gravely disabled because this nation has taken a turn to the left and it disrespects authority. It disrespects the police. No young people want to go into the profession, which when I was growing up was always looked at as something that was honorable and respectable and nobody ever worried about what color the person was that was responding or what their political beliefs were. You were just hoping that as a resident, somebody would be coming to help you out. But under Verlan's pretend world, where every criminal is a victim, and the only people that are the problem is the police, I don't think we should have police, based off of what you're saying, Verlan. So what say you? Do you believe in innocent until proven guilty? I absolutely believe in the okay, United States well, Constitution. Okay, well... well. They also believe that the Fourth Amendment says if there's probable cause to make an arrest, that the police should be able to do so. All I'm saying, you brought up Ella French. One took a plea, he's guilty. The other one's taking it to trial. He has the presumption of innocent until proven guilty. Now, did you hear those young men's mother and father on TV saying that it's not what you, it's not what they've been telling you. The truth is something else different. Well, I've heard the mother say that. I haven't seen any evidence yet that's, that shows that portion. The mother said, well, trust me. The right, mother, because Amante Morgan was able to shoot two police officers in the head. All I'm saying is the mother he was may be the victim. The mother may be privileged to seeing things that we didn't see. She said they struggled over the gun or something like that, and it was an accident. Right, so it's I, a traffic stop gone bad. It's one of the most dangerous things a police officer will ever confront, no, especially I at domestic. night. Domestic. I believe it's a domestic. I, I said it's one of the most difficult things, and a domestic is no different. They're right up there, one and two. A night traffic stop is extremely dangerous, and here we go. Um, but we've got a lot of people on the phone lines there, Verlon. Why don't we go talk to them, see what they think about your uh, liberalization of this talk show today. Well, let's talk, let's talk to my boy, Cream Puff Jim. What's up? Oh, hi guys, good afternoon. I got my mail in ballot, and at least I could. At least I don't have to drag my one leg down to the voting booth, bring my DNA, my uh, communion picture, and two witnesses that says I can vote. Well, your candidate is against uh, mail in ballots for obvious reasons. He got smeared with mail in ballots, but uh, I get smeared again with mail in ballots. But I got mine uh, just recently. It's a lovely thing. Let it sit there for a week and figure out who the heck you're going to vote for. Right. Having a, you going there with 19, ID, 19 IDs and, and you know, 20. Why would uh, you need 19 IDs? It, the Illinois Constitution says you don't need any of them. The laws say you don't well, need any of them. You got, so if you got mail and ballot, you don't have to have any IDs. They just don't buy right. you they with just, your ballot. They just mail stuff out to you, and then in, in Chicago you can harvest all those. The Democrats can yeah. dump them off in the boxes. And, in your, yeah, in your dreams, in your dreams, in your dreams. Wow, really? You, in your dreams. Okay. Let me ask you something, Jim. What's what's wrong with voting on Election Day? 
Well, everything's wrong with it. I mean, you've got older people that are, can't get out or whatever the case may be. Mail-in voting is the future of voting. What? And everybody, by the time they're 18, they'll get a mail-in ballot and they'll follow them wherever they go. I don't care where they go. They go up in a cabin. They don't care where those ballots go either. They well, go the everywhere. Democrats, I think it's great that they don't, you know. Parking lots. <laughs> well, we got to try. Listen, we got the advantage. You got to press it. You got to press it. You got you all got... the ward committeemen out there just making sure they go out and harvest those ballots. Here, ma'am, I'm sorry. You don't, you're not really sure what that is. I'll take care of it for you. I'll, I'll drop it off for Jim, you. The next Come hour, on, Jim. Jim, the next hour was going to be political hour. Dennis is going to get back in and talk about politics. But you guys don't care about bastardizing our election process. It's no hope. It's no hope for you, Jim. You just hate Trump. No, but... no, I know that. I know that, brother. But I do agree with you. Putting poor people in jail for a two hundred dollar bond is nuts. Yeah, people are running around. When you have criminals, white collar criminals that steal exponentially fifty thousand times more money than these people do, and they never spend a day in jail. So, thank you, Jim. Anyway, I appreciate that, brother. It's the truth. You take care. You take care, Bill. You too. Next up, Mitchell from Desplain. Can I can I say something, Berlin? Yeah. You know, Jim Jim brings that. I love that speech. The Democratic kumbaya, press the button, press the uh, red button and say, oh, nobody should be in jail for a $200 bond. You just happen to be stealing milk and diapers for your baby. Give me a break. The bond system wasn't working anyway. I said it. I don't know how many times. It's I a used money to do grab. bond court. I had it's discretion. The judge had it. it they, everybody could put all the information in they wanted. But you know what? If bad people don't get out to go fill out their ballots, then or or you could do like what uh, Representative Sean Ford does. Have people vote in the Cook County Jail. There you have your captive audience, and that's what Democrats like. You're bored here. Why don't you go vote? Don't lose any rights. Make sure you get out and vote. Sorry, Mitchell, to cut you off. Brother. Mitchell from Displays. What's up, Mitch? Hey, what's up, uh, Dennis and Berlan? Uh, you know, the thing about uh, the law, this lack of law and order, it stems from basically technology over 20 years plus, 20 plus years. And what's happened in the last 20 years, um, you have these kids that are addicted to their video games, they're addicted to their computers, they're addicted to doing everything but basically reading a book. Now, this lack of law and order comes from the fact that it's being pushed by people that are in these schools. OK, now, if you look at uh, Brandon Johnson, he, he, he came from the, the, the public schools. This guy's never written a check in his life. This guy is used to that. He fleeces people left and right. And he's pushing that agenda on this lack of law and order. And he doesn't care. And you got a feckless uh, governor who couldn't care less about bringing in the National Guard. When, you know, the north side's now being basically every part of Chicago proper is basically under attack. And he doesn't want to do it. He doesn't want to talk about all the problems on the Gold Coast. Yeah, Berlin, you remember Gold Coast Steve, that idiot from CPT, oh, right? Oh, my God, yes. Yeah, this guy tells everybody how he's Mr. Academic. He's, he's an Uber Lyft driver, right? Big phony, big giant phony. You know, I bet you he's already been carjacked probably 20 times when he's not calling in CPT with his false information. It's all a bunch of erroneous junk. But we're literally in the midst of uh, Dennis and Verlon, the movie The Purge, where it's getting to the point when I talk to Cook County cops all the time because they come in my area and they say, do not go into Chicago proper because the police are so backlogged that if your car happens to get carjacked or you have to get shot, they don't have the time. 
So it's like, it's for some bizarre reason, this whole society has been turned upside down because you have these idiots and these democratic sewers that are projecting this thing called a lack of law and order. And let me tell you something. These adolescents, they couldn't care less about following rules, uh, uh, Dennis. They couldn't care less about basically being respect to other people's property, their respect to their dignity. It has gone out the window, Daddy-O. We are at a point now that you, it literally depends where you are physically in, in particular states. That's how bizarre. And this idea, what happened was the firewall protection of our morality has gone down the drain. And the fact of the matter is these schools are not these public schools, which are funded by 86% of the taxpayers. And Vermont, guess what? You know the whole thing about Chicago, I mean, with the Bears in Arlington Heights? That's never going to happen. You know why? Because the Bears are telling Arlington Heights, we're not paying it. We're not paying your bill. It's too excessive, right? So my bottom line is this. I tell you right now, the Bears are probably going to go to Indiana because they don't want to pay any property taxes like most NFL stadiums, number one. And number two, for those that think that they're going to put the stadium in Chicago, the people that are going to get fleeced the most are the taxpayers. Do you hear what I'm saying here, Daddy-O? I heard you, Mitchell. Uh, Robert, I'm going to take you right after the break. But Mitchell brought up something, so we might as well jump from Kim Fox to Brandon Johnson. He talked about the mayor. We're going to get into the mayor next up. You, you ready for that? I'm ready to rock and roll, but we'll let Robert speak on the police first, then we'll hit the mayor. All right. We'll be back with more Black and Right right after these messages. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and White with John Anthony. I am Verlon Galloway, the troublemaker, here with Dennis Rebeletti, the prosecutor. As I promised, we're going to go straight to the phone lines. Robert from Bloomingdale, what's going on? Hey, hey, Verlon, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. Supervisor Rebeletti, how are you doing today? Good, how are you doing, Robert? Good, you know, I agree with you 100%. What the, the the bottom line is here is we cannot have these criminals just give a slap on the wrist when they go to Marshall Fields. I mean, um, um, Lord and Taylor's out in Oak Brook, rather, rob the place and get a slap on the wrist and out back on the street they go. And we got to let the police officers do their job and let Tim Fox and Mayor Brandon Johnson keep their noses out of their business. And um, that's pretty much how I feel about it. Okay, I mean, hey, police do the job, I understand, but they got to do it the right way. Right, with politicians telling them what to do every step of the way who've never understood yeah. what it is to take a tour of duty in a, in a Chicago uh, police district. But that's okay, because the Democrat socialists that are running the city of Chicago who hate the police, who want to defund the yeah. police, are the ones that want to tell them how to operate and police. All so. Kim Fox did was a few, on a few occasions shine a light on bad policing. That's not saying that the whole the police force is bad, but it was a couple of instances that she uh, had to, she shined a light on bad policing. That's all. That's all she did. Hey, Verline? Yes. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but just in, in reaction to that comment you made, I have a father-in-law and a brother-in-law who's retired Chicago PD, and they would say differently. 
so much politics involved and the police can't do their job. They can't even get police vests unless they have a, 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 a charity for them, a fundraiser for them, or they pay $600 for a vest. That's a lot of money for a police vest to protect them on these streets when they're going up against these criminals every night. And my brother-in-law was on there every night in Inglewood, and that was dangerous work dealing with these uh, young punks. I, I, I agree. I, no, no, on that I agree. They shouldn't have to pay. They shouldn't have to pay for a police vest. Now that's part of the. It's job. just like our military has to, to pay for their own uniforms. That's crazy too. It is yeah. crazy. Really? I can't. I cannot believe it. I, I've talked about this before. My stepson was in Afghanistan, 2011 into 2012. He had to pay for his own uniform. He had to pay for Wi-Fi when they were able to access it to be able to wow. call home, uh, it, it, or to send an email. But that's our federal government. That's our that's our state of Illinois and the city of Chicago. Always take care of everybody else, but the people who take care of us. Yeah, yeah, and yet they can give two thousand or however much money to the migrants that's coming over here that's not even citizens. So I so totally, I'm on board. I'm on board with that. You Thank know. you, Robert. Thanks, Rob. All um, right, take care. Oh, you too. Now, I know Mitchell mentioned something about education, and I know this young lady. She loves education and she loves the kids. Don from Naperville, Naperville. How you doing, Don? I'm doing. I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Uh, I think the more the issue is a lack of a proactive approach. Before any any individual becomes a criminal, they were at one time a student or are a student. So I think the problem, and you'll hear this across the board, whether it's psychiatrists, whether it's counselors, that sometimes the point of view with children is that, that students will do well if they want to. But that's not true because when you study human behavior, the theory doesn't make sense. Are you telling me that all students don't want to do well? Of course they do. They want to do well. So the reality is that students will do well if they can. So then the question is, what is the can? Well, the can is that they cannot do a, a, a certain skill. They can't read or they can't do basic math. So when the kid can't do basic math or they can't read, what do you think happens over time? They get passed on from grade to grade, and then they're not able to read the materials that are in front of them. That's why a lot of them drop out. It, it, you look at it this way. Would either one of you want to go to work on a daily basis if you can't read or you couldn't write? Of course not. So why are we expecting these students what are we expecting them to do? You're not, you know, it's like looking at a person that is at the bottom of a staircase and they're in a wheelchair and the school system is screaming at them, get up the stairs. Well, the person in the wheelchair is saying, you know what? I can't, I can't get up the stairs. Well, what, well, what do you think it is, Don? Do you believe it's bad teaching? that is what our school system does. And I'm going to give you an example. The Illinois State Board of Education has a mandated unit of study that if a student is at least one grade behind in reading, they're supposed to give them an hour of reading uh, a day. Well, what good does that do if a kid can't read? Okay, well, and what, it ends by what, the time the kid's in third grade. Well, what so do you think it is? Third grade. What do you think it is, Don? Do you think it's bad teaching? What is the root cause? The root cause is most of these children, they might have dyslexia or suspected dyslexia. At that point, they're supposed to be put in tiered intervention. And instead of lasting eight weeks, it goes on for months or years, and they get passed on the system. The, the problem is they're not getting evidence-based interventions. 
Okay, like Don. Orton Gillingham and Benson. That's right. the problem. It's all about money. Oh, okay, cool. Root causes the money. Thank you for the call. We'll be right back right after these messages. We now return to Black and White on AM560. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right. We need some George Michaels around here with John Anthony. I'm Verlon Galloway sitting in with Dennis Rebeletti. Let's go back to the phones. Craig from Mount Greenwood. Hey, Verlon. Thanks for taking my call, man. What's going on, man? I'm hanging in there. I'm missing my buddy John there, but it sounds like Dennis is doing a pretty darn good job of covering for him. Thank you, Craig. Uh, I, don't, I don't think John will have to worry about him. Uh, what is what is Sometimes Sean will talk about burning down the radio station. You, you know, I got something to say to you, Craig. I love how so chill you are on Saturday, man. I listen to you talk all during the week, and you be ready to go. You be revved up. But when you call here, you be just chill. I love it, man. I just have to tell you that. I'm going to tell you something, too, Robert. Um, so you're right about that. And there's one more thing that's really important to that. There's a reason why I consider your program, I said it here, of the um, having um, most uh, caller-in friendly. Um, you know, Sean's got a really good, uh, he's got uh, Honey Bunny over there. She is dynamite. Really, you know, good. But now here's the thing. When you and uh, John, and it sounds like that's true, when you're talking with callers and everything, man, you make us feel like uh, we're a little more, uh, you know, like we got a little bit of time to talk. We feel, you know, it, it's a, a little different experience. The, um, the, uh, Kind of like the go back, the back and forth there is really good with you guys. You guys got to – so it uh, makes it nice. Oh, and, cool. And I, I appreciate it deeply. All right. But, uh, so, so what I was going to mention was – so my family, I come – you know, it's a police family because I got a lot of um, retired police officers and then current ones. Got a couple that are uh, in Chicago right now as we speak. One of them is my daughter. And, that, and um, I'll tell you, the, the thing with the policing and that, it's changed a lot where police can't really be – ready to go like they were in the past. They, they kind of have to put themselves at a disadvantage safety-wise. They got to account for it. If, if they want to pull that, have that gun out and like ready to go or have their finger in the trigger house them, they got to account for that. They got, hey, why do you have the gun out, right? And so, that, and there's a lot more to it than that. But the thing is, is that quite often when a uh, recent, when a police officer's uh, shot or killed in that, it's because, yeah, they couldn't, they're, they're under duress to, Taking like uh, make sure that they don't do something that they can get in trouble for, and it shouldn't be the case because the job's dangerous enough as it is. There's dangerous people out there, but okay. So that's one thing. The other thing with regard to the uh, punishment and all that, I believe in like grace. When you get a uh, like a young first-time offender or something, you give if, even if the judge want to give him a warning, say, hey, I'm not even going to put you in jail. I'm not going to do anything. But I don't want to see you again. Um, you know, like do, do better. And then they can turn around. They they do it again. Well, then I'm for, like, hey, hit them twice as hard as they say, you know, or whatever. But the thing is, is you can't, you got to have something. You got to, like, and then um, if it's, like, a case where someone committed a crime and, that, and they're in and out and in and out, that's a, they should, they should be incarcerated if they just keep doing this, this same thing over and over. It's, it's messed up the way things are. Yeah, that's true. And if, they, if, they're like, repeat, if they're a repeat offender, man, yeah, you know, I, I got you. So with, the repeat offenders, the repeat offenders that keep doing it, they just need to spend some time. And, if, and I also, you know, a woman that was just on there talking about um, the school system. 
Well, she's right about that. She's right about the fact that, like, um, you know, you, the school system, I'll say it. I don't know. She wasn't. Uh, the school system is garbage. They're not worried about teaching kids how to read and do math. They should be concentrating on that. They're, they're with all kinds of things that are everything. But I sent my kids to private school. They're totally different. They got all totally different jobs than their friends and everything. They're, they make money. I mean, they're real, they, the way they look at life, everything is different about them because they went to, like, good schools. This public school system is so messed up. It's messing these poor kids up. Vic- the kids are victims of the schools. Yeah. <laughs> they're victims in a lot of different ways. The stuff that they're trying to push on them, you know, the, the sex ed and all the rest of they're getting bombarded oh. every which way, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. But, Craig, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for the call. I want to get er- Eduardo in. So thanks, Craig. Uh, Eduardo, what's up? Hey, Berlant, it's good to hear you. Uh, oh, Dennis, too. A uh, couple of things. Uh, over here in Florida, De- uh, Mrs. Uh, Wasserman Schultz, she's trying to kick the uh, Surgeon General because of the uh, measles, just a small number so far. Um, we need a moratorium, and every time they try and go into this country, anybody from the rest of the world, they got to get a COVID vaccine. And let me ask you this. Uh, you guys might have been listening on the uh, Down the Dow, Indivisible. Uh, this is a, a movement uh, that was created after the Trump victory. And obviously they train people to go to places like Michigan and uh, Wisconsin. Is the RNC aware of these, uh, this particular group or any other group so we can counter this uh, for before election? What do you guys think I, about that? I don't hear anybody. I know what you're talking about, but I don't hear anybody on our side trying to challenge these people. They're even trying to come up with laws. They call it pr- protecting uh, election workers, but it's, it's, it's to try to keep us from seeing what they're doing. You know, like what, uh, Jim was talking about with the mail-in ballots and everything else. They're trying to cheat, man. Right. Let's just keep it. Let's just keep it simple. They're trying to cheat in every which way that they can, and they're going to use the uh, judicial system to do it. You know, it'd be great, Eduardo, is if Republicans actually work together and spend time trying to win elections instead of trying to bring one another down, while the Democrats right. remain very focused on winning. You don't hear all their infighting. You don't hear all that stuff spill oh, over. No. You're right. You, you I know. never hear it. Yeah, and I listen to a lot of programs, and I don't hear that. Yeah, you're right. That's right, and so that's how they win, and, and they understand what little things it takes to do it, and they put it together. So uh, that's how I that's how I see it. So to win elections, you got to stay unified, and if we're going to take over the presidency, it's going to have to happen that way. Right. Thank you all for right, guys. Have a good show. Thanks, Thanks Eduardo. Now, I, man, I don't know how we're going to tackle this uh, Brandon Johnson segment and uh well, i want to segment. talk about the safe passage stuff when we come on back <laughs> all right because you're gonna get back here in a minute maybe you can talk about brandon johnson in your political hour <laughs> uh, so thank you for tuning in to black and right we'll be back right after these messages it's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about it's black and right with john anthony on am 560 the answer uh, that's that music, Pete. That's oh that my music. God. That, it messes us up every time. Uh, so welcome back to Black and Right with John Anthony. I am Verlon Galloway sitting here with Dennis Rebelletti. Dennis, take it away. You know, I, I was trying to bring everything together here as I've heard uh, this wonderful audience talk about uh, Verlon's misunderstanding of the criminal justice system. But... When I, I've told you, it was my wife and I have to travel to the University of Chicago basically every other day. 
it is one of the most difficult things to see is the safe passage signs that are in the neighborhoods. And the people that are brave enough to wear the yellow vest to help those kids get safely to school. Let's bring all of this back together. If you don't have safe neighborhoods, if you don't have safe schools, then those children never have a chance. If you are afraid that you might get shot or accosted or recruited into a gang on your way to or from school, the last thing you're going to focus on is learning, and you're going to focus on what many have to do, which is survival. And that's what the streets will teach you is how to survive. It, because it, it, it is that that's those that, that strong mentality of those people that are able to make it up to up the ladder of success. However, we let those kids down. We let those neighborhoods down when we do stupid things like have diversion programs for gun offenders. So instead of the gun offenders being locked up. Oh, they go learn some things like, here, don't carry guns if you don't have a FOI card. Don't shoot at bad people when you're a bad person. Don't do any of those things. And while they're out on electronic monitoring, they pick up a gun and kill people. So we've already learned that. It happens about 75 to 100 times a year. People on electronic monitoring killing somebody. Gun diversion programs don't work. You are committing a gun crime. You're a convicted felon. You're you're a gang member. You should be held. You should be remanded until your case comes up. You'd have more lives saved. You'd have less of an issue with safety in the community. And so those little kids could get to school, actually learn the important things that we need to have them learn at school, not learn how to dodge bullets on the way to class and that's where this whole discussion gets lost it doesn't matter what you teach at the schools these kids some of these kids don't even have a meal before they even get to school so we fail these kids and when we expect them to be better they can't be better however when you have people who don't care in power this is what happens it's these are the vulnerable people these are the vulnerable communities that suffer the most. They've suffered under progressive policy, now, not even democratic policy, socialist policy. And I would hope at some point in time, somebody will see the light in the city of Chicago. Somebody will see the light in Cook County. Say no to the nonsense and allow kids to be kids, allow families to go sit in their front yard, on the front stoop, have a barbecue, Go enjoy a block party without fear of 50 to 100 bullets flying all over the place. That is the problem. And so if you don't enforce laws, if you don't allow police to do their jobs, you take police out of the schools where you just had kids gunned down in front of the schools. What are we saying? What's the message? You can't dispatch social workers and counselors everywhere. That's the problem with our society today. We're soft on crime. We don't take the bad guys away. And we should be helping those that we can help. And we should be locking up those who are evil and bad. You are listening to Black and White Radio. 
Hour number two coming back with the prosecutor and some sanity for the five o'clock hour. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in hot. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Black and Right with John Anthony. I am pinch-hitting for John, who is with his twin daughters at a daddy-daughter dance. With me in studio is the troublemaker who is, uh, took us that first hour down uh, a pretend world that he likes to live in sometimes. If you missed that first hour, go over to the app. You can go over to Black and Right. And you can download the podcast. We're also, I believe, on Facebook, Rumble, um, and YouTube. So you have that opportunity. Uh, John doesn't tweet too much, but I know he's also on there. Um, And you can uh, send us your uh, thoughts and comments on the show. And uh, we'll get over to, this is going to be the political hour. Uh, We talked about a little bit of crime and punishment or just uh, crime and uh, victimhood with Verlan, I want to jump into the political world, and I want to go to the phone lines because one of the sponsors of the show, Mr. Economos, is with us. How are you, my friend? Good evening. I'm doing very good. Uh, The troublemaker and uh, the prosecutor, you guys are doing a good job tonight. And uh, we also have a special uh, friend calling in from the state of Washington. He's actually in Las Vegas right now because he's gambling. But uh, he's a good guy. He's a a deputy sheriff up in Shinohomas County. His name is Vince Cavallari. He's also on the board of uh, the council for Mills Creek, Washington. And in his area, they have less crime because their local sheriff understands what it's like to do things. So they get around some of the policies that the rest of the state doesn't. But he's calling in tonight, too, to discuss there's some ballot initiatives in Washington state. And it's going to do a lot of good if they pass. And the way it's structured, if they pass, the governor cannot veto these bills. So, uh, Vince, welcome to the show with the troublemaker and the, the prosecutor. And tell us what's going on out there. Hey, everybody. How's it going in Chicago? I like that intro, the prosecutor and the troublemaker. Where do I fall in? <laughs> hey, uh, Mr. Cavallari, I will be in Vegas in a week in three days. So, hey, live it up because I'm going to live it up. How is the so, weather out there now? So it's actually pretty terrible. It was one of the worst flights I've ever been on. And, and I have a, a pretty good threshold for that stuff. But I think... Uh, my wife nearly utilized the barf bag on the plane because it was uh, we came in right through a storm. So it's it's pretty, uh, pretty crappy out. But we're excited. We're going to see you two tonight for their last show. Wow. This will be our this will be our 34th time as a couple seeing them over over 35 years. So we're stoked. Well, oh, that, wow. That sounds like an, an uh, awesome time. I, I, I'm looking forward to getting out there to go to that uh, the sphere check it out, and uh, hopefully see you too. But, uh, uh, Vince, I'm looking at your Twitter page, and it says that you have 21 years in law enforcement, six years on the Mill Creek City Council. Where is Mill Creek in the state of Washington? Mill Creek is uh, a little bit north of Seattle, not much, about, about 20, 25 miles north. Uh, we are on the west coast, of course, 
just north of King County. And, uh, and we like to think that we have um, gravity exists in Mill Creek. Uh, bad guys go to jail. Uh, the rules are made to be abided by. And uh, it's, it's just a better place of living. That's why our um, that's why our property values are better. Uh, our response times are better. All the above. It's just it's pure Americana over there, and it's it's pretty pretty incredible that we're so close to uh, Seattle. How big is Mill Creek? What's the population out there? We're at about twenty two thousand. Um, I, I would compare that to uh, trying to think of a city I was in not that long ago in Chicago that I would compare it to, but I'm, I'm losing it in my head. So it's it's not that big of a city. We are a, a soft what they call a soft mayor council. So. The mayor has no more say in our city uh, than than any other council member. So what that does is it allows us to bring initiatives and and bring ordinances or resolutions forward ourselves, and and we get to debate them on the floor. They're, they don't have a they don't have a blocking mechanism of things like that, and that's really indicative of Washington State as well. Um, and I and Jim and I were talking about um, initiatives, and 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 I think that's what we're going to talk about today because. Uh, we, just like the folks in Illinois, have, uh, have felt the progressive pains of one-party rule uh, in our state, and, and they've just gone on the, off the rails with certain things, and, uh, and the people are pushing back uh, with every means they have possible. Now, uh, before we jump into your resolutions, isn't the uh, governor's race competitive out there this year? I, I try to follow all these different polls for all over the country, and I'd like to believe that Washington might be in play. Do you guys have a governor's race this year? Yeah, so Washington is definitely in play. Uh, there's there's two very good candidates, but one maybe sticks out a little bit more that I'm supporting. Uh, former Congressman Dave Reichert uh, from the Washington's 1st District. He served in the House of Representatives for, for 12 years, was the King County Sheriff. He caught the Green River Killer as well. Wow. That's one of his claims to fame. So he's running for governor. He's he's stepped out of retirement to try to maybe stop some of the bleeding in our state. And, uh, and the other gentleman is a man by the name of uh, uh, Sammy Bird, who, who, again, is an incredibly uh, gifted man, um, uh, well-intended. And it's, you know, the the process will sort itself out. I, I, I'm supporting Congressman Reichert only because we've been friends for so long, and, and I trust the man. And, and to, you know, to be honest, I think he has uh, a better chance of getting elected. Well, that is heartening for people out here in Illinois when we are very similarly situated as far as uh, one-party rule. So if, if you can, sir, can you tell us a little bit about some of the initiatives that you are working on in your city council that would benefit the, the residents of your area in the state? So, so in my city alone, I, I don't know if you guys know this in, in, in Illinois or even Chicago, but um, they have effectively in Washington state made things like fentanyl and methamphetamine legal to be possessed. Uh, they made them a, a gross misdemeanor that is technically not an arrestable offense. You get three bites of the apple uh, before you're uh, to be booked into jail and you still they're mandating treatment ahead of incarceration. So, so what I did is, is I, uh, I made it a crime in my city. I, I drafted an ordinance. I got the support and, and it just barely passed. I got the support of three other council members and, and roughly shamed the rest of them into it. But, uh, because really what we're watching here with things like fentanyl, it's, it's, 
it's destroying a population right in front of our eyes. And it's just shocking that it, the, the left just doesn't take it serious. I used to think that, that maybe they were just uninformed, but, but it's, it's more than that. They're just clear. It's clearly intentional. There's, there's an end game here. And, and, uh, and our next generation seems to be the uh, target. So I was talking to Verlon between during the break, and I was explaining to him that I thought that was a Portland um, and Oregon were going to be recriminalizing uh, drugs because they had made it basically like, uh, you know, uh, Amsterdam and you there. Nothing was illegal and nobody was being prosecuted or you would get a ticket or whatever. And that didn't seem to be working out. And, and so is that's what you guys are seeing up in uh, Washington? Yeah, I mean, I mean, what did they think would happen when they defunded our police, when they reimagined policing, when these prosecutors got on board with the we will not prosecute uh, mantra uh, of what they call low level crimes? So, you know, property crimes increased. Washington is now number one in the country on property crimes. You, and uh, and they've created laws where the cops can't even chase the bad guys for the most part. It requires such a high threshold at this point that um, it's just a degree of insanity. So every car they steal is just essentially uh, a getaway car from whatever crime they've committed before. So so now you cue the initiative process where the, the choke has gotten so bad that the people just can't take it anymore that that citizens have risen up through the uh, referendum and initiative process now. And now now we're looking to bypass the House of Representatives and the governor by allowing the people to decide. So, well, that that will be only in your community. So how will you prosecute that with a, with a village prosecutor and a hearing officer? How, how is that going to work? No, this is statewide. Oh, it's statewide. Yeah, the initiative process is statewide and and. I was going to say, I, this is why I, I, I have to say that the, the worm is starting to turn here because it would be uh, an anomaly to get one initiative on a ballot. And we have six ready to go that have the appropriate amount of signatures and they've eclipsed the, the 325,000 by another 150. So close to half a million people have already signed on to six separate initiatives that will be going to the ballot in November. And, and, to make it- Vince and Jim, I, I'm, we're working up against a hard break. Are you able to stay with us a little bit longer? Yeah, I got you. All right, if you can hang on, both of you guys, thank you for joining us here on Black and Right. We'll be right back in a few minutes. Let's get to baby Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. I wonder if this song is playing for John over at his daddy-daughter dance. Um, welcome back to Black and Right Radio. We have Jim Economos, a great uh, sponsor of this show and a number of shows on this channel. And Vince Cavallari, who is a city council member out in Washington. And Vince, if you could, you said there were six referenda that have the signatures to go on the ballot to be put to the people of the state of Washington, bypassing the supermajority Democrat party. And so the people actually get a chance to speak on issues that impact them every day. So why don't you go ahead and and let's go one by one. What what's happening out there? 
And, and that's exactly what it is. You queued it up perfectly is that is that the initiative process is, is the people's alternative or the people's ability to make law and uh, and bypass the House of Representatives and also bypass the veto pen of the governor. So um, what we have is you talked about in the beginning how um, we talked about police pursuit and things like that and legalized drugs and, and some new taxes that maybe don't uh, jive with the state constitution. So I'll go I'll try to go through them pretty quick. It's for, the first one is to restore police pursuits. That's initiative 2113. Again, this will just give the police that they, they the tools that they had prior to having them taken away, prior to progressive politics saying, hey, no, it has to be the officer has to have witnessed a bank robbery in order for him to pursue. Well, lo and behold, of course, the pursuits have gone up. The stolen cars have gone up. Uh, the guys fleeing the scenes, causing numerous accidents and injuries. So, so hang on a second. So if the police officer doesn't actually witness the carjacking, there's no pursuit. Correct. For the most part. And, and they have to have better than reasonable suspicion is the only, is the only piece of it that's missing. And once an officer has reasonable suspicion uh, that a crime has been committed, then he can pursue on any basis, but they've taken that out of the state code. So, and, and was that and for the quote unquote safety of the public, or what was the purpose of that? Um, this is the uh, public defender lobby, the ACLU and whatnot. It's a very powerful mm-hmm. lobby, the teachers union in this state. They uh, they fund all these progressive legislators, and uh, and again, they have this version or vision of what America would look like if drugs were free, uh, you can do them in a park safely, and, and crime was okay. And, you know, they, they're now learning the hard way through, and again, look look at Lake and Riley with immigration, right? We're now learning the hard way that these ridiculous, absurd policies only put the innocent in harm's way. And so that, and that's happening. So through a number of fatalities, through a number of, uh, of car thefts, and again, like I said, we're, we now hold the the nation the nation's record of stolen vehicles, Washington State. Uh, now the people are pushing back, and so we we learned when getting the signatures for this in, initiative, along with several of the other ones, uh, things like a parent's bill of rights um, uh, to block an income tax to the people where a state doesn't have one. Uh, things like that. So all six are going to the uh, ballot in November. However, the plot thickens because there's a twist. Um, three of the initiatives, the state legislature, ha- legislature has agreed to take hearings on now due to public pressure. So I, I think I think we may be in for seeing one or two of these, maybe even three of these initiatives. Um, not only will get their hearing, but all it requires at that point is a majority house, uh, majority vote in the House to pass it. And once that happens, it becomes bulletproof or veto proof. Uh, it came, if it comes through the initiative process and it's passed in the House, that's it. It's automatically uh, written into law. So um, a couple of those things I think we're, we may see. I think they've painted themselves into a corner with horrific policies. And uh, either way, no matter what, they will all go in November. If not, they have a chance to pass some of them now. Well, that that sounds wonderful. Here in Illinois, we like to keep the people down at all different levels. So the people of the state of Illinois rose up not that long ago. 
to have a ballot initiative to actually draw congressional districts and state house and state senate districts by a commission, bipartisan commission, use federal and state law to do it correctly and appropriately. And what was uh, the state was able to do is put uh, the Democrats were able to sue in front of Democrat judges by Democrat lawyers, and they were able to block tens of thousands of signatures. And they said that the uh, referendum was was written wrong. And that was the end of that. And a lot of those people that helped to block that referendum then are under indictment. were actually just convicted in a scheme with the longest serving uh, House speaker who is uh, awaiting his own trial. So here in Illinois, we can beat the people down in a number of places. We can draw new districts and quiet your voice that way. Or if you rise up by petition, uh, we can block you at the courthouse or in Illinois. Uh, I don't know if you know this, Verlon, you the General Assembly can put up to three referenda on the ballot. And if there's three on there and the citizens want to put one on, that's too bad because you can only have a limit of three. Well, I understand that Cook County, well, not just Cook County, Illinois is just lost. So it's, it's, it's no use. The, the question that I want to ask Vince is, do you think these policies you're trying to implement there can be implemented here? Oh, absolutely. I, I think we're going to be the test case because don't forget, I, we, I call Washington baby California, right? If the, the Washington legislators, if they had original ideas in their head, it would die of loneliness because they just they just parrot and mimic whatever California does. I mean, the latest perversion, it's called ESB or engrossed Senate Bill 5599 allows the government to take children out of your home if they if they want to transition and they believe that you are not an advocate on their behalf. So um, some of the things that are coming out of this Olympia, uh, out of Olympia, Washington, are just are just so off the rails. And no matter where it is, Chicago, um, Seattle, Los Angeles, um, the, the the polls are showing that that the folks are just now now they're done now now it's beyond being just political now it's hey my life my livelihood my family everything's at stake at this point and, and that's what we're trying to get people to do is to recognize it's it's not about uh, Republican Democrats it's not about uh, black and white it's not about uh, Protestant Jew it has nothing to do with that this is about the rights of American citizens which are being trampled on and and to your point that you made just a moment ago. Um, about oppressing people in Chicago. I mean, it, this is a full-on, full-court press, right? They're telling you right now, if you don't, if you don't go along the party line, if you don't do what you're told, we'll come for you. And President Trump is now, you know, the biggest example. If they can get him, then then you know the rest of us need to duck under a table. That's what they want. See, Vincent, here in Illinois, we're we like to keep up with you guys on on the West Coast because we don't want to be outdone. <laughs> So we have a legislator here in uh, DuPage County. Uh, she filed legislation to say that if you don't help Thank your you. child get an abortion or uh, if the child wants to transition, no matter what the age, then uh, if you don't allow your child to do that, the parents have no rights. DCFS can intervene and then you can be locked up and you can lose your child. So. That's where we're at over here. It sounds like you are the same way up on the West Coast. 
and I just I I, I listened to I don't know, it was a TikTok or something where a, a woman was saying that she didn't understand how parents why parents had rights and so why these progressives think they can push this stuff I, I have no idea but uh, Vincent I we've got about a minute left I was wondering if you can kind of give us an idea of how these things are going to go down do you see is it, are these things up in November and, and how can people follow you to see how this stuff works out. All right. Thanks for that. Um, well, I, I think no matter what, I think the police pursuits, I think they will pass in the house this coming week if they didn't stick. Cause I've been out of town a day, so I haven't kept up. So if it didn't get passed yesterday, I think it will pass. The others will go to the ballot in November. And I think overwhelmingly the public will support them. The people that have signed on the initiatives, 52% of them are registered Democrats. So uh, the tide is turning because people see that the mob is coming for them. And so uh, lastly, I mean, I guess the way to follow me is is uh, I host a podcast, the Mill Creek View podcast. I'm on Rumble and all that stuff. Uh, I'm on the board of directors of a nonprofit, the Silent Majority Foundation, fighting for liberty and citizens' rights. And uh Heck, heck, find me on email. Find me however you want. I, I always answer all my Give me a call. <laughs> all right, Vincent, we appreciate it. Jim, thank you. Thank We're you. heading up on a hard break here. You're listening to Black and White Radio. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Black and Right. You're with the prosecutor and the troublemaker. We're going to get some nice T-shirts made up. I think that's they're going to sell out for sure. Um <laughs> You know, we, we've had a very interesting show so far, but I, I wanted to to talk about some of the stumbles of what the Republican Party continues to miss. They are not listening to where the people are at. And while they do that, they allow issues like the pro-life and pro-choice, the Dobbs decision, continue to be the only thing that can be debated and allow a pathway for Joe Biden and other Democrats to win in districts that they should absolutely lose. Now, you all have heard that the Supreme Court of Alabama found in a case which was kind of an extreme case where somebody had destroyed um, embryos at an IVF uh, fertility clinic, and there's lawsuits. And then ultimately, the Alabama Supreme Court gets into the issue of personhood. And so a number of fertility clinics in Montgomery and Birmingham basically said, we are no longer going to provide those services because we are afraid of criminal prosecution and we are afraid of civil lawsuits, loss of our medical licensure, etc. So to make matters worse, Republicans can't help but walk into the debate on the Senate floor with our U.S. Senator, Tammy Duckworth, Pistol Pete, hit it. Senator Tammy Duckworth is demanding a vote tomorrow on a bill to federally protect in vitro fertilization and other fertility treatments. My girls are my 
everything. I likely would not have ever been able to have them had I not had access to basic reproductive rights that Americans up until recently had been depending on for decades. Her renewed push for that bill comes after an Alabama Supreme Court ruling that frozen embryos should be protected as people. Duckworth notes that she had embryos that were not viable and were discarded, which she says could now have gotten her and her doctor in legal trouble there. Some hospitals and doctors in Alabama have been I, that have put IVF treatments on pause, and it is all due to that Supreme Court ruling. So here we go. Now, Duckworth, no stranger to the political world, um, goes to the United States Senate floor and the procedure as such is that she asked for unanimous consent for legislation that she wanted to move that would make it pass a federal law. It would only have jurisdiction over military bases and territories um, that would allow IVF to remain legal and take away any chance for criminal punishment and civil liability. And a U.S. Senator named Cindy Hyde-Smith from the great state of Mississippi gets up, but only takes one person to object, and she objects. She objects. So Republican families, Democrat families, independent independent families, every family around the country was basically told, you can't go and get IVF treatments because Republicans don't want you to have them. And they would put doctors and healthcare providers at risk. What are the Republicans thinking? I, I just don't get it. I have had friends and family go through the process. It's taken them years to have a child. If they're lucky enough to get that far along, they've miscarried. They've had pain and suffering and loss and the, uh, the, the mother ends up on all kinds of meds and up and down and pain and inability to sleep and you name it, the, the physical struggles, the, the mental struggles. And as a Republican Party, we're going to tell people that we're going to now debate if there are frozen embryos and they are discarded that somebody might be charged with murder or a doctor is going to be charged with uh, some type of criminal negligence or sued for wrongful death. Why are we doing this? I I just don't understand it. We we have come so far technologically and, and so far to allow people to have children. And we're supposedly the party of family. We talked about it earlier, didn't we, Verlon? Yes, we did. And here we are as a party getting up and then pretending that the legislation was about cloning. Nobody, no Republican or Democrat wants to be able to clone people. We have enough problems with AI. And we we just want to allow families all over this country that not that cannot conceive naturally to have the opportunity to start a family and not put anybody in criminal or civil harm's way. So with that, I want to open the phone lines again and get your thoughts and opinions. You're listening to Black and Right. We will be back in a few moments. Thanks for listening. 
This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right with John Anthony. John is tripping the light fantastic right now with his twin daughters at the daddy-daughter dance at school. And uh, we are taking on some pretty uh, heavy issues here. Um, I just wanted to say before we go to my good friend Tom in Blue Island that I just think that these are pretty simple things that uh, we should all be uh, protecting um, the opportunity for people to have a family. And uh, Donald Trump weighed in on this issue, asked for the Alabama General Assembly to take action. And uh, uh, recently, Verland, uh, the uh, Alabama House and Senate have uh, legislation to take away criminal penalties and civil penalties so that if there's uh, implanting some embryos and some don't make it in or some are discarded, that there are not any criminal or civil penalties, loss of licensure uh, for the process. So uh, as always, we love uh, to hear from the audience. My friend Tom from Blue Island, uh, good evening. Welcome to Black and White Radio. Sir, you're... uh me, my buddy, sir, you're uh, a well-spoken man, and I understand the arguments of which you lay. These arguments are made from the prism of politics, however. And as we've seen, geez, through decades, and maybe you go all the way back to Roe v. Wade, where I believe the dissenting opinion was Regardless of the arguments made, this is something that will lead to abortion on demand. And I'm 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 paraphrasing the man's words. I don't even remember the justice's name, which bothers the heck out of me. Do I agree with you? Yes. Is this something that should be criminalized? I think you're right that it shouldn't be, but Every knock, every little chip at the foundation of what life is, is troublesome. Verlon makes an argument, always a passionate argument, about what's going on in Gaza. And I believe Verlon to be wrong on the on the greater issue, but I know Verlon's heart is his concern for these people that are being killed. When you take life and you make it politics, you destroy everything that is what is at its heart. And and this abortion thing, I would tell you we live in the society we live in today because of Roe v. Wade. The woman used the woman, the mother used to be the most honored and treasured thing. She was the one that brought, obviously brought babies in the world, but she was the head of the family. She was the one that was the stalwart. And this is little by little, this gets chipped away at. And we see what's happened to society because of it. And they can't be separated. And yes, Dennis, you're right. Is it possible this law goes too far? Yes, it is. But you know, the other side of that argument, sir, is 
man should not be wading into places where it is not his place. Hmm. Well, Tom, I, I, I appreciate your point. It is well-founded and well-taken, and there's always the intersection of politics and the law and where the legislation goes and, and how this can be used politically. And I and I do understand it's a very complex and it's a, a very important issue, but it is easy to communicate in politics where either you're for it or against it. And that's what that's what the mainstream media would have you believe. I just don't want the people to believe that Republicans are against the opportunity for families to start that way. So, Tom, I appreciate you calling in. I've got a special guest I have to go to on on the hotline. Um, I thought he was dancing right now. Um, he's supposed to not be listening to his own show at this point in time. But I, I'm I'm I, I'm going to go to the uh, kid from Cabrini, um, John Anthony, the uh, host of this illustrious show. John, how are you, sir? Yeah. Hi. Hey. Hi, we, we girls. Were we were dancing. We're now on our way to go get some fro- frozen yogurt. Mm. Uh, but somebody wanted to say something, uh, prosecutor. What's go ahead. that? You forgot Kyrie. You, you forgot Kyrie. Uh-oh. I'm sorry. You said John did twins dancing. And she says, wait a minute. You didn't say me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot Kylie. I'm so, sorry, Kylie. So, and the twins. I apologize. <laughs> did you guys have a good time? Yes. You guys have a good time? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, we had a good time. So that's the only reason why we're calling in. We actually headed, headed to go get some uh, frozen yogurt with um, Tom McCullough and his daughter. Oh, man, cool. Well, that is awesome. We're glad that uh, that you can't get away from this show, John, even though that you're just trying to come home now and spend some quality time with with the kids. So uh, anything else, the kid from Cabrini? Well, go ahead. Watch black and white. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. You got to put that clip together, John, so you can have that here at at, at your uh, beck and call when you need that. Listen to black and white. Listen to black and white. There it is. All right, guys. Thank you for calling in. Hope you had fun. Bye bye. Bye bye. We are. You are listening to black and white. We just had John and his daughters call in. Please stay with us. We're working on hour three. Sit back, relax, enjoy, because Verlon and I have a lot to say in the next hour. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM 560. The answer. We have something new for you right here. It's a th- working towards the third hour of black and right if you missed those last couple of hours you can go download the podcast listen to myself and verlan talk about the important issues of the day um we do actually have terry is on line one terry welcome to black and right how are you today terry hello terry terry uh, come on, Terry. I guess she's gonna have to call back, isn't I she? I think I think she's washing dishes. I heard something clanging in the background. So, what what else you have to say, then? Well, you know that that was an interesting conversation with Tom, and I think that's one of the as uh, we've talked about 
in the last couple of hours is is the participation from the audience and and having listened to a number of shows uh on this station uh, the the audience really does get to participate they do get to debate uh, the folks that are sitting behind the microphones and challenge them and support them or uh, oppose them and i i think that's an important part of the show that that really sets it apart and even to the point for line where people who listen to the show can then come in to even host or co-host the show, right? That's right. We do it all the time. We believe in the people's voice. So, Verlon, what do you think about the in vitro stuff? Does that how does that impact some of your belief on family and and supporting life or what are your thoughts? I've always asked my question, I mean, asked myself the question, what's the big deal? Ever since this ruling came down, I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing that we have advanced in science where we can help people that can't have kids to maybe have kids, you know, if I worded that right. But I, I don't think it's a bad thing. It's not like I know they may have to one day after the embryos expire, have to discard them, but it's not like they're looking to do that. They're looking to use those embryos to help women or families that can't have kids. So I, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it's, you know, on par with abortion or, or anything like that. I don't even think it's a, it's a case that could be made for that. So I don't I don't know why this is made to be a big issue. I don't think Republicans should be all over it like it's abortion. Well, I, right. But see, that that goes to the other portion, which there's a subsection that then wants to have the, the embryos have rights, have those rights asserted um, under per, constitutional protections um, and, and under the law. And so that you could not discard them because they are people. And this is why. Laws are complex. The Constitution becomes complex, and, and there isn't a simple discussion because if you if it's life, then you're discarding life. And so, I think that's what gets into the subsection, and um, I, I think that's where some people choose to say, "No, that's uh, that's a bridge too far." And I think with with uh, oh, I'm sorry, okay. that's where Cindy Hyde Smith comes up and and says no to a unanimous consent that it looks like Republicans are opposed. But uh, we have uh, Terry on line one. She's back. I think she's done washing dishes or cleaning <laughs> the kitchen. Terry, welcome to Black and Right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Uh, but uh, when one of the uh, politician's child gets murdered, then something will be done to stop these uh, ridiculous new police changes. Uh-oh. But, I, I don't know. I think we've had some politicians. Uh, Danny Davis's uh, kids ha, ha, has been murdered. Had been murdered, right? I thought uh, one wasn't Chewy Garcia's one yeah. of them had, had had lost a son. Yeah. Uh, so it does happen uh, to politicians. Uh, I always say that we, as political people, are human beings. We are just like everybody else, and uh, we have issues just like everyone. And we lose family to terrible tragedy, um, but. They do need to listen, and we do need public safety as the uh, focus of our of our government. Uh, so, Terry, thank you for calling in and calling back. You're listening to Black and White Radio with the prosecutor and the troublemaker. Hour three starts next. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony 
on AM560, The Answer. So for those that work forces, are the same that bar crosses. Some of those that work forces, are the same that bar crosses. Some of those that work forces, are the same that bar crosses. Some of those that work forces, draw the same that bar crosses. Welcome back to Black and White with John Anthony. I am Verlon Galloway, the troublemaker, here with Dennis Rebelletti, the prosecutor. Now, that's my new music. And I had a clip that I was going to play first to go along with that music. It would have segued perfectly. But what do you know? They wiped it from the IG straight off the Internet. So I have to go with another clip which is uh, the president's doppelganger because the, the, the clip was about President Biden. So I, so I substituted with a doppelganger. And I want to break this down and explain why I'm doing what I'm doing because I want to explore some words. Ignorance, denial, and defense. Being defensive. And I'm coming at both sides. Black Democrat voters and white, the average white Republican voter, because both suffer from these three words. Now, I'm going to show you what I'm saying. Pete, play the doppelganger of President Biden. Hello, I'm Admiral Rachel Levine. This Black History Month, I'm pleased to partner with OMH in advancing better health through better understanding for black communities. Climate change is having a disproportionate effect on the physical and mental health of black communities. Black Americans are more likely than white Americans to live in areas and housing that increase their susceptibility to climate-related health issues. And 65% of black Americans report feeling anxious about climate change's impact. Through our Office of Climate Change and Health Equity and the Office of Environmental Justice, we're working with providers and community leaders to identify innovative approaches that empower communities to address the health consequences linked to climate change. Visit hhs.gov for more information and tune in next Thursday to hear from another HHS leader on how you can contribute to advancing better health for black communities. For more information. Now, I want you to think of this man as the president of the United States because he didn't say the things that Joe Biden said, like the N-word a few times in the clip that I had and how black people were stupid and don't know how to use the internet and you're not black if you don't vote for me. But it ties in because if you are black and you can look at this dude that thinks he's a woman and listen to all the crap that he just said or Joe Biden and all the crap that he said and still vote Democrat, you are ignorant. You're defensive over whatever issues that you think matter. And you are in denial. And I'm going to tie this in with the average white Republican voter. Pete, play my next clip. What was the cause of the Civil War, the U.S. Civil War in the 1800s? What was the cause of the Civil War? What do you think the cause of the Civil War was? Uh, I don't know. What would you say is the cause of the Civil War? The Civil War? What caused the Civil War? Huh. Um, they mostly, I'm thinking of 
of the first war when we became Americans. And then we had a civil war. What do you think caused our civil war? Sin, I suppose, you know. There was something evil. Mankind is hard on each other, man. Yeah. And what do you think, sir, was the cause of the United States Civil War? Of the Civil War? Well, let's see. The North and South, they couldn't get along. It could happen here, too. Do you think we're near that? Near what? Do you think we're, we're getting toward a Civil War again? Uh, the good Lord only knows, but I think, you know... If he, if he thought it was going to end up this way, people are supposed to get along, aren't we? We're all Americans, not just Democrats and Republicans. What do you think is the cause of the Civil War, the U.S. Civil War? Well, I think the Democrats are pushing their race issue extremely far. I, don't, I, I had a black man at, the, at my door the other day. Um, I don't have an issue with race, but they're making it such a big issue. They're making it, you know, just even with this Claudia Gay that she was asked to resign from this college in Harvard. It's not a race issue, but they're making it that, and I don't agree with that. What about the Civil War in the 1800s? What do you think was the cause of that? Oh, yeah, that was slavery, wasn't it? Seems that way. What do you think caused the Civil War? It's probably uh, the division of states and the people. Over what? Well, right now they're trying to take the people's right to vote away. I mean, if, you, if you're in Colorado, and I think Trump probably actually won Colorado, whether it says it on paper or not. Um, like I said, I, I've watched a lot of stuff, and there's a lot of voter, voter fraud, a lot of... When you can't control all the right-in ballots and stuff like that, and you know, the sad part about it is Trump actually told us before this even happened, this is what they were going to do, and, and they did it. I mean... I, I know a pile of people, and uh, I actually I drove. Do you think that we're on the precipice of another civil war? Not that we're going to start a war, but I think people are going to get fed up, and I think you know there was riots in the street how many years ago, crazy everywhere, and I think that that could happen again, maybe in a bigger scale. But also, like even even like you mentioned Minneapolis, the George Floyd thing, that was all set up too. How was that set up? That that, that uh, police officer would what didn't have his knee on the neck. I, did you see the video? No, I didn't see the video. Now, oh my God, where do I start? You can't jump down Nikki Haley's throat because she was posed the same question and she couldn't answer it when the average Republican voter could not answer the question. That one lady, it took pulling teeth for her to say one word: slavery. Even though that's not, I don't agree with that. You get maybe a quarter credit for me to say one word. These people couldn't even form a sentence to say what they believe started the Civil War. I always said land expansion. Chuck from Delavan called in and agreed with me. It started out that way. Slavery came into play later. But this is the average voter that can't even answer a question. So you know what that means? It's ignorant, denial, and they were defensive. When all you have to do is own it. Every country has a tortured history. Just own it. Black people with crime in the community, 
own it. Because I, I, I don't want to hear monkey see, monkey do, or point at them. They do this. They do that. I travel the suburbs. I travel the states. White people ain't hanging out in corners in the middle of the night to 2, 3 in the morning. It's quiet. Nothing's going on in all of the suburbs. But in the city, go to 79th Street. You out all night. If a, if a liquor store was 24 hours, you will be there all night long. And white people, when somebody asks you about slavery and what started the Civil War, just say, hey, man, look, it was slavery. You know, we it was a tortured history. It was bad. But this isn't where we're at now. Stop being ignorant. That's what keeps the division going. Ignorance, denial, and being defensive. Well, I wasn't born then. I, I didn't do it. It doesn't matter if you did it or not. Just answer the damn question. It was about human beings being property. Human beings being property, land expansion, what you all do all over the world, you expand land, you take it, you own it, you did it with the Indians, you do it all over the world, just own it and acknowledge where we are now. Stop being ignorant. And stop giving the left another tool to beat you over the head with. I'm sick and tired of this nonsense. And I'm taking on both. Be smart. Be intelligent. Learn something. Get your head out of the Bible. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But if you if you got to go to the Bible for every single answer in your life and, and make it out to be fact when it's not, it's faith and it's belief. It's not fact. It's not what we live in today. It's not how we're living in today. We got a lot of issues that the Bible can't solve. Be intellectually curious. Stop being a, a sheep. Man, you upset me. All of y'all, both, black and white, you just follow the breadcrumbs for these know-nothings to lead you to whatever watering hole they want you to drink from. All right, man. We're gonna next up. We're gonna go to some of these phone calls after the break. Thank you for listening to Black and Right. My blood pressure's up. I gotta calm down. It's too much ignorance out here. We'll be right back. And now more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM five sixty. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right with John Anthony. I am the troublemaker here with the prosecutor, and I want to go straight to the phone so people can get it off their chest. Kip from Stillman. Hey, hey, Moran, listen, thank you for your passionate just in the last segment. That was, that was. Uh, Kip, but from one ignorant white man to my friend on the other end of this line, man, I got to tell you that was passionate. But I got a question for the prosecutor and the troublemaker. Do you think that anyone that that supports Trump since 2020, the ones that are being persecuted and from January 6th, sitting in the gulag in Washington, D.C., is ever going to have any kind of retribution after everybody gets in trouble for doing what they did that was totally illegal? 
But the, the, the point is, I don't think that they should be able to pay any federal or state tax ever again. They can't use their money to prosecute them. That goes for Donald Trump for $454 million fine for what, you know? I got you. Are you now, still I, with I, me? I don't, I, don't, I don't believe any of those people are going to get any justice. So well, hold on, Verlon. Let me, let me stop you right there. Kip, I will let you know that an appellate court recently took up the issue of sentencing on a 100 of the people involved in January 6th. And said that really? the and said that the sentencing court, the lower court, had overstepped its bounds. I just happened to read that before getting into the studio. I did not oh, have. Oh, I, I did not have a wonderful. Yeah, so I, Couldn't there be a class action lawsuit? Well, I'm not sure about that, but I, I will tell you this: it, it, it's so they are filing appeals. Let's hope that again, like we everybody has due process and equal protection under the law. And Everybody, absolutely, don't they? not just uh, legal immigrants, correct? That, that's correct. I mean, Everybody in the United States has those, and nobody should be treated disparately. Especially United States citizens, right? That is absolutely right. So, Kip, we appreciate your call. Who else do we have over there, Verlon? Uh, I want to go to Sonny. Sonny, welcome to Black and Right. Thanks for holding, Sonny. Great program. Uh, I got an illustration. I've been in the business for about 35 years up and down Michigan Avenue with the Trib, uh, Encyclopedia Britannica, Channel 11, and so on. I've got an illustration that's roughly 42 by 27, and it's called Looney Tunes, big Looney at the top and tunes at the bottom. In the center, I got Mao, and I got Biden, and I got Harris on the right, and I got Pelosi, and I got Schumer, and I got our last president, Obama. And then I've got him on the other side with Sylvester the Cat examining his brain with a stethoscope. Then I got Schumer walking the plank off of the Constitution. And then I got Cortez at the top. And uh, I think you guys, if you could see it, you could probably sell probably about 5,000 of them if you could have them reproduced for the convention coming up. And I wouldn't want a penny at all because my name's on it. I get enough publicity as it is on the internet when I show it a lot. And Obama has his hands up in front of his face. And generally I'll put the title, I'll put the title up at the top and say, my hands are clean. (laughs) Well, that sounds cool. What you're going to have to do is you're going to have to leave your information with Pete the producer, and he, he's going to work it out with John. I mean, I think that's a good idea. Why don't you? Why don't one of you guys come by my apartment? Because I'm right here across from Francis Parker uh, High School. Okay. Me and John, we uh, like going showing up at places. I, uh, huh? uh, thank you. Thank you for the call. Cause this, is gonna, this next call, I think this is directed at you, uh, prosecutor. Phil from Blue Island. Good afternoon. I want to say good morning, Vietnam. Um, it, it, it's interesting how you uh, laid out your case, Verline. Um, You uh, pretty much came after both sides of the political aisle, if you will. Um, I think you were a little bit more harder on 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 on, on our white brothers and sisters um, uh, because the guy a lot of times they don't really want to white people, and I know I know this gets under prosecutor skin don't want to really 
uh, first of all, they don't want to really deal with the past because they, 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 uh, uh, you know, unlike when it comes to the Jews, they want to just, uh, just forget about it, move on. Don't want, you know, slavery and reparations. Yeah, this, what are y'all talking about? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and, but then when you ask this same group, what was the cause of the civil war? Then you get all those replies that you got from that video you played. One thing that I do want to say is that even when it comes to that, Today, they don't want to be reminded of the past. And second of all, they, they don't want to be, uh, they don't want their white privilege to be uh, encroached upon. So what you've done this evening, Valon, uh, uh, is actually because your last two callers didn't even want to touch it, didn't want to deal with it, didn't want to mention it, act like it never happened, but they want to move on and talk about some picture and then, then and about all the, all the Democrats and the, the other guy wanted to talk about whatever he wanted to talk about, but didn't want to talk about how white Republicans are basically uh, 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 out here um, uh, perpetrating the fraud because, or, 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 or proving themselves to be cowards like uh, uh, Golden Powell said, because don't want to deal with race. You don't want to deal with the history of race. You don't want to deal with the history of, of white racism and the fact that you don't want to even deal with a black person uh, telling you about it, reminding you about it, scolding you about it, because you feel that encroaches on your white privilege. Wow. Dennis, you have a reply? Uh, well, I didn't realize that. Uh, I guess I fall in with everybody because I'm just white, and I, we, you and I have had this debate before about my white privilege. Uh, Phil, um, I thought, Verlon, don't you have uh, white ancestry? Does that make you part of the white folks that don't understand racism and uh, any of that, our past history? But, you know, I, I, I am well understanding of the fact that um, slavery was the main driver of the Civil War. Um, I, I don't I've learned about it. I teach my son about it. My grandkids learn about it. Uh, I've been to Charleston, South Carolina, where the war started. I walked through Charleston, Phil, and looked at the open-air markets where human beings were sold. And it is a terrible thing to think about, that any human being is uprooted from their country, taken here against their will, and put into slavery and bondage, and beat and treated worse than an animal. I recognize that. I am glad that we live in a society where we can recognize that and we can work and move forward from it, learning from our past, learning from our mistakes, and to believe that I am privileged because I am white goes back to the same issue that no matter what, when I wake up, I'm white, so I'm part of the problem, I guess. I'm a white Republican. It's, I'm a bad person. I've, you know, I've heard that stuff in Springfield for a number of years. That's nonsense. Um, I, I would like, but what I, what I don't like is that you're a Democrat. Your party was the party of slavery and the Ku Klux Klan, and you you ran around with people like Robert Byrd, U.S. senators, Democrats, but you don't want to ever talk about that portion. Okay, can of I talk history. about it for a 
No, you, you, well, yeah, absolutely. But I'm just saying is okay, if course, you want to talk about history, let's put time. it into perspective. At the same time, I, I, I listen to you, Brother uh, Reveletti. And at the same time that the uh, Democrats are running around with these hoods on, uh, uh, terrorizing, lynching, uh, there was no real legislation coming from the Democratic Party that was predominantly white at the time to stop any of it. Well, the they Republican any, Party and Abraham Lincoln... We're the ones who freed the slaves. That's that's what I remember from history. Okay, Lincoln. Okay, wow. Lincoln freed the slaves, right? But again, at that time, it was uh, 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 it was okay. But the real, the the bottom line was slavery. It wasn't fighting. It was he was he did that to save the Union and to allow blacks to fight in the Civil War on the side of the Republic or on the side of the government. So let's not get it twisted. Like Lincoln did us a big favor. Phil, so hang right up. after that, what happened to us? Phil, we're heading up against a, a hard break. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Black and Right. We'll be back in a few seconds. We now return to Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. Here's John Anthony. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Black and White Radio. That is Nine Inch Nails, terrible lie. And that's what you heard from Springfield from the governor when he talked about the budget. The budget is is a terrible lie. It has $1 billion in new taxes. It has some tax relief in getting rid of the grocery tax. However, that billion dollars doesn't pay off more bills. It doesn't help out disinvested communities. Most of that money goes to cover the migrant crisis, which the Democrat leadership invited, even though the governor said it is a manufactured crisis. You have communities of all different backgrounds and races saying enough is enough. Why doesn't Springfield understand the lies? The people now are rising up and they have had enough. It is interesting to be virtue signaling about how you can't wait to help people from other countries, when we have enough people in our own communities and in the city of Chicago and all over the state that need our help and our focus and our attention. However, when you look to run for president, this time, if Biden can't make it to the, uh, to the delegation in the Chicago, then what we end up having is... This terrible lies. And we like to listen to them because it sounds good. We're going to help everybody. It only cost a billion dollars. We're only going to cut these tax loopholes. We're going to, it's always against the corporation, mean corporations. 
And guess what? Those corporations will never, ever think about turning that those extra costs over to you. Have you gone to the grocery store lately? My wife and I were at Jewel and Elmhurst the other day. She goes, I hate to go shopping now. Because you look at anything, a bag of chips is $7. It's ridiculous. A dozen eggs, 5 $6. A pound of bacon, $8. This is Biden's economy. This is JB's economy. There's never enough. They're never, nobody's ever happy. And now you have a divided state where the focus seems to be on non-citizens. Shame on the Illinois General Assembly. Shame on the governor. The focus needs to be on the people of the state. Get rid of this welcoming mantra. When you can't take care of your own, you shouldn't be welcoming anybody else to the table. Um, so uh, with that, I know that I was talking with Phil just a little bit. Now, Phil, let me flip the script on you. What do you think about the governor's budget, and the black community coming out against the migrants. Uh, I hear black aldermen. I hear the black communities not wanting the shelters. What is your thought on it? I, being in the community and seeing these people, um, no disrespect, uh, I'm usually seeing women with their children, even today, you know, standing on corners, uh, panhandling, if you will, um, and so I, I, I got to have a little bit of sympathy for them, but I then also think about what uh, the U.S. can be doing in uh, our, our to our with our southern uh, brothers and, and our neighbors in in the South. I think America's the richest, most powerful. I think that if we were to uh, make more investments uh, instead of uh, just throwing in strong men to lead these countries. Uh, throwing coups and and things like that. That that that. Well, that I asked you this though, Phil. Let me cut you off. What about the state of Illinois? Should we be a welcoming state, the most welcoming state, where we give migrants nine thousand dollars, free health care, free housing, free education, when we can't even get our kids to read at grade level? Isn't <laughs> and we're now going to add an additional burden into the school system? Help me out well, with that. Well, I'll, I'll try, but uh, my problem with that whole argument is that it wouldn't even be that big of, well, I ain't going to say it that big of an issue. It would be as much of an issue as it is in Illinois and New York and other Democratic states if it wasn't this petty um, political game being played by the Texas governor and the Florida governor. And, Those aren't and games. Why should Texas have to deal with it by themselves? I got, I'm got. i going to give you another 15 seconds, then we have to go to a break, Phil. I understand. I appreciate the time, but I'm just saying, uh, look, collectively, uh, we rise together. Divided, we're going to fall. So keep doing what y'all doing, Republicans. Keep with this divisive game y'all playing. Uh, and again, we're all going to, because we're all paying for it, you know, at the store, uh, at, at the gas pump. We're all paying for it. You're we're right. With Biden, with Biden and, and uh, that's why we're paying for it. We'll be right back. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm still not sure why this song is in the playing rotation. (laughs) I talked to John about it last year and this year. 
only because of what happens to you guys on all the Facebook. other platforms. Yeah. But um, not that I have an issue with the song necessarily. But um, before we go to the man on the street, I wanted to bring up that there is uh, something big happening on Tuesday, March 5th for Lyme. Mm. That would be Super Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Here are the states that are up to help determine, I think, where uh, maybe Nikki Haley no longer moves forward. You have Alabama. It's going to be a Trump win. Arkansas, Trump wins. Massachusetts, maybe Haley has some play there. Trump wins North Carolina. Trump wins Oklahoma. Trump wins Tennessee. Trump wins Texas. Maybe Haley has a little bit of uh, uh, opportunity in Vermont. And I think he wins Virginia. Trump wins Virginia, but it might be a little closer. What happens, Verlon? Does Nikki Haley, does she stay on? Does she drop out when she loses all those states? Does she? Do you think she loses all of her PAC money and, and people start to rally around uh, the former president? Well, that's what I'm, that's, you, you, you read my mind. Number one, I think she should drop out, but who's still giving her money? If she keeps getting money, she's going to hang around because she's hoping for Trump to get locked up and she'll be the de facto candidate. That's what she's waiting on. So I, I blame the people that, that still giving her money. You see the Koch brothers, the Koch said no. They, they, they're done giving her money. But, and I think that's the key part, which is if somebody's paying, you might as well go along for the free ride. But at some point, I think the uh, music stops. There's not enough chairs for Nikki Haley. And I, I think that uh, the time comes in. And I guess we'll see her in a, in a few days. Does uh, Nikki Haley drop out? Trump becomes the presumptive nominee, and uh, what what happens then? But honestly, I think she might as well because she's ruined ruined her future. She's she's absolutely ruined herself in any future endeavors. So I, you know what, you might listen. I've always heard it's better to burn out than fade away. So she might as well stay. That sounds like a Def Leppard song, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> what they have. Uh, Pistol Pete, uh, play that one. Let's go to the uh, to the uh, phone lines. The man on the street is going to join us. How are you, sir? Hey, uh, good evening, guys. Mark Wermler, man on the street. That's a great segue into what I was going to talk about. I was at the Conservative Political Action Conference last week, commonly known as CPAC. President Trump spoke before about 5,000 people. There was huge animosity towards Nikki. They call him Nick, never Nikki. She was at CPAC a couple of years ago, and she was a big hit. Now she's just not welcome in the party. She, she's ruined her future. Yes. So, again, there's major momentum for President Trump, and we're excited about it. What are your thoughts? I think, that, I think, I think Trump puts this away here pretty soon. I don't, I don't see how Nikki goes forward after um, Super Tuesday. She may not even have gas money to move forward. Um, <laughs> But I guess I guess we'll see. I I don't know about her her future being ruined. I you know people have a short memory. Four years comes around. The president you know has got two. We had an election coming up. Let's assume Trump wins, and then it really depends on who the vice president uh, is because can they then seize upon the opportunity to then run in what would be Trump's third term? So. Mark, I, I appreciate you calling in. Verlon, do you have anything to say to the man I, on the street? I, I have to disagree. Well, man on the street, I think he agrees with me. But I have to disagree with you, Dennis. Uh, when Nikki Haley quit on Trump, callers called in immediately to this show and others and said, she's doing this 
because she wants a political career. She's going to stab Trump in the back. And guess what? They were right. They're not going to forget this. She has no dissensus. He has a future. She doesn't. Mark, I appreciate you calling in. I love following you on Twitter. Hey, can I add one thing? Sure, um, go ahead. One thing. Mike, Mike Lindell is going to be here Tuesday night in the Chicago, two events. He'll be talking about honest and fair elections. And uh, he was at CPAC talking all about it. Also, if you want to see me, I'll be at North Avenue Beach tomorrow at uh, 9 in the morning for the Polar Plunge for Special Olympics. About 10,000 people going to jump in the lake. If you guys want to see me, come on down and jump in. Uh, Mark Marler, man on the street. Thanks for having me on. Good to hear you guys. Thank you, Mark. We're going to jump over to Tom from Sherville. Thank you for calling back. You're live, Tom. I believe Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is getting money from Democrat operatives. That's where the money's coming from. There might be some. Uh, the Democrats have a lot of money. Most of the wealthy people in the country are Democrats. The Democrats are always trying to throw a monkey wrench into Republican primaries. I've been following this for years. They're always more interested in our primaries than their own. Well, that's for sure, Tom, and I appreciate you calling in. We saw that with the gubernatorial race here in Illinois when the Democrats jumped in over here. They jumped in in the U.S. Senate race in Pennsylvania. Look, they're smart. They know how to play the game, and we're always slow to, to the dance. What do you think about that, Verlon? Oh, that's true. That's true. And, and, and they've captured the narrative. You know, what they say has gotten into, I say, 60% of the American people's heads, and they are buying into their rhetoric. So that and that has a lot to do with it too. They they own most of the media. This is this is like maybe a third outlet that we can kind of talk to people, but they got TV, they have radio, they have internet. We we we're getting shadow banned, we're getting censored. Man, we're fighting the fight on all fronts and it's hard to get our message through. Tom, I appreciate you calling in. It it's just I just got to tell you it it's going to be a tough ride here. We'll see what Nikki Haley does. That's going to be Tuesday night. We will see uh, what happens there. Uh, you're listening to Black and Right with John Anthony. We'll be right back. Let's get it to him, baby girl. Hey. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right. You are with the prosecutor and the troublemaker. We have, uh, this is our last segment. I have to tell you, it is the fastest three hours <laughs> in radio. Just like what Rush Limbaugh used to say when I listened to him. I always think when I come here, I don't know how we're going to fill three hours. And next thing you know, Verlon, we're talking about closing thoughts. But quickly, we're going to jump over to Rick and Rolling Meadows. Rick, I got about 30 seconds for you. What's on your mind? Just want to know how Verlon to give Phil any credit. A couple weeks ago, I guess, or a month ago, Verlon, you said that Phil told you that you're part of the problem because you're, I guess your daughter is marrying a white guy. Well, she's married to a white guy and has a baby okay. with a white guy. My, my daughter is marrying a black guy. I can't imagine anybody I know, anybody coming up to my face and saying that, you know, stick with your own kind. What, what are you talking about? What I can't believe you give that guy any credence, any credit, how he's on the show. He acts like he's so pompous and, and, and intelligent, and he's not. He's the opposite. 
He's the problem. You're not the problem. I'm not the problem. He's the problem. I can't believe you give that guy any credit. And I can't believe you didn't smash his face when he said that to you. Rick, I, I can't I, believe it. I, I appreciate you calling in, Verlon. What do, you, what do you have to say about that? Well, I, I have to keep in mind that Phil comes from a different genera- generation. He's 65 years old. Then he, when he came out to the boat cruise. You know, we talked about it. Well, we really didn't talk about it. He just simply said, are we done with it? And I was like, you know what? Time, I'm not the type. Even though I am a tourist, I'm not the type of person that holds a grudge. I'll tell you this, Rick uh, and Verlon. It's always important to have. What do they say about speech? It's always better to have more speech. You want to hear what people have to say. You don't have to. You don't have to like what they have to say. But it's always good to have a different viewpoint uh, and to have the conversation because I think that is a lost art now. And I don't agree with Phil the most uh, most of the time. However, we we on the boat cruise had a nice chance to talk. Um, and again, we're human beings. We have different perspectives. We grew up differently. And if uh, if it helps bring out more conversation, then uh, I I don't have an issue bringing them in. I think it it stokes the conversation, and, and people want to hear different positions. But Rick, thank you for calling in, Verline. We're we're down to the last couple minutes. I want to get any final closing thoughts that you may have. Well, I want to circle all the way back, bring it back home. The host of this show is with his family, having a great time, eating some yogurt, doing what all families should do. The, uh, keep the family unit together. We'll be stronger as a people. No, I, I agree with you, John. Thank you for letting myself and Verlon host, co-host. It's always a fun time, and I I want to always thank the audience out here. I always look forward to the opportunity to come on the show when I when I do have the time. And I, I did want to give a quick update when you talk about that, Verlon. You know, we always go far afield in politics, and it's the most important thing. And that's what the show is about. But it's also about family. And I, and I appreciate the well wishes from the audience. Uh, as you know, my wife is battling leukemia. And uh, she is at about day 80 after her stem cell transplant. Um, she is doing about as well as possible. Uh, University of Chicago staff from everybody all the way up to her uh, transplant team and, and doctor have been excellent. The prayers do matter. I think that they do. Um, I as, appreciate people asking about her. She's doing about as well as possible. We do a lot of walking now that the weather has been good. And, and so that's the important stuff, my friend. It's our families because that's at the very end of all this. You can talk politics up and down, but it's our families, how we treat our families and how we raise them. Uh, and that's that's our future. And that's that's really our legacy, not politics, not who wins or loses elections. It's really about the family. Thank you, John Anthony. Thank you, Verlon Galloway, for co-hosting here and hosting with me. And uh, thank you to the audience. As always, you make this the fastest three hours in radio. You listen to Black and Right. Have a nice weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.